Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Level 30 Games Podcast. My name is Tom, and I'm here today alongside some very special guests, um, Joe and Ada, as we all sit down together from afar, from a distance, as we are practicing our good social distancing uh, to bring you this podcast today. So um, before we get into things, I just want to uh, say hello to Joe. Hello, Joe. Hey, Tom. And hello to our special guest, Ada, today, who's filling in for Kevin. Hey, everybody. Nice to see everyone. Um, and now I get to introduce people without looking at the wrong person and saying the wrong name. So <laughs> let's start. Um, just a quick, uh, a quick statement before we get into um, the heart of why we're here, which, of course, is you know Nintendo and video game goodness. Um, obviously, there's a lot going on in the world right now, and we are fully aware of the fact that uh, what we're doing at the time being, what we're talking about, and what we may even continue to argue about are things that are you know, at the end of the day, really not super important uh, in the grand scheme of life or things, but um, in an effort to try and, uh, well, in all honesty, give ourselves something to do, but also uh, hopefully give you guys something to entertain yourself with or keep you occupied for, you know, an hour or so of your time, then um, then we're definitely uh, up for doing that. And so hopefully you're out there, um, you know, being safe, washing your hands, practicing social distancing, and that your families and loved ones are happy and healthy. So we wish that all for you. Um, hopefully you're doing okay. Um, second, second quick uh, statement just to make a little selfishly is that um, all three of us work within a um, school district. And so if you're out there and you are a teacher, um, God bless, all right, everything that you're doing. If you're out there and you are a parent of kids who are now being schooled at home, um, God bless you as well, especially if you're helping them out or, or, you know, doing your job alongside their job and running your house. We understand that's crazy. Um, so kind of kudos to everyone for uh, the new circumstances we find ourselves in now. And um, just, uh, yeah, world keeps on spinning and we're going to hopefully uh, distract you a little bit and give you some entertainment along the way. But um, yeah. Okay. So, all right. Just wanted to get those things out of the way. I don't know if you guys have anything else to add, Joe or Ada. Mm, you left out IT workers, but I'll give you a pass on that anyway. In the school, I didn't say teachers. So, um, I just kind of want to thank everyone that's fighting this on the on the front lines: the hospital workers, the police officers, the EMTs, everyone that's um, even the the essential workers like people that are working in the grocery store and restaurants and stuff like that. Um, thank you for putting yourselves out there and, and doing this to help keep society going in some way, shape or form. And we appreciate everything that you're do you're doing, especially putting your health on the line to, to make sure other people are, are getting well. Yeah, that's a really nice addition. Ada, thank you for bringing that up as I did have to run some errands today. And I made sure to thank everyone at the, at the stores. My brother's a police officer, so he's out there as well. Um, you know, taking care of some things. So yeah, there's a lot of people out there that are just, I don't know, I think it's, this is one of these moments where, um, despite the fact we're kind of told to isolate and be by ourselves that, I don't know, the world feels a little bit more connected in a positive way sometimes. So um, we got that going for us, I guess, but excellent addition. Thank you. So um, we hope you're well, and we hope you stick with us through the rest of our podcast today and uh, check out some of our other offerings if you're so inclined. Um, we just put up a review on Animal Crossing, which we'll talk a little bit about soon. And um, we put up an episode of Press Start where Mike curses quite a bit as we try and uh, get through the game Battletoads. It's a short episode, definitely worth your 19 minutes as um, 
it's just frustratingly funny. So check that yeah, out. I'm kind of insulted by that. This is supposed to be a family friendly show. And anytime I've cussed, I've gotten yelled at. Michael has not gotten yelled at. So that was just because the, the feedback we got initially after the first episode where we kind of cut loose a little bit um, was really well received. And so we just kind of said, screw it. Um, and then just kind of let it roll. It also was a pain in the butt to, uh, to edit those swear words out because they happened just enough. Okay. It, it was a lot on the back end to try and work. So when I can say, all right, this, this edit will take, 40 minutes as opposed to two hours, I'm probably going to nab it. Um, and if you weren't aware, I know it came up in a previous episode, the initial concept for that whole segment was that Mike and I were also going to be drinking beers the whole time. And um, it, it was frowned upon by uh, our administration that we should be doing. <laughs> and uh, so just imagine how badly we were playing some of these games. Um, and then we're drinking progressively alongside that. It, we thought it would have been entertaining. Um, but yeah, we I still think that would be highly entertaining. Oh no, it, it probably would be. But uh, we thought for um, from our career perspective, we probably shouldn't do that. So, um, so let's uh, let's here we're gonna we're gonna go to Joe first. Um, to me, Kevin out. But um, we just figured I figured I'd run through some some games that you guys are playing. And listen, they don't need to be video games. If you're cracking into board games and stuff. We know we're under these times where, um, you know, everyone's kind of stuck at home and there's, there's not that much to do. So, um, Joe, what are you playing? What are you doing to keep yourself busy at home game-wise? Uh, I started Luigi's Mansion, like, before. Yeah, I finally started it. Oh. Uh, right before everything kind of started going crazy and we started locking everybody down. Um, and it's a much longer game than I thought it was going to be, but not in a bad way. Like, it's been remarkably fun all the way through. Uh, and then the new Borderlands DLC came out earlier in the week. So I'm playing that through till I'm like 100% done. And I have like two chests to find. And that's pretty much it. But I'm afraid of like spending too much time playing video games. So like I don't want to use this time to just play video games. Like there's so much more we can do and to try and be creative. So in that time, I've been playing a lot of guitar and trying to put a lot of music together. Um, and so instead of just like sitting there and noodling around and playing guitar, like I'm actually writing like small, like 30 second clips of, of songs and putting them out there and then having my band look like listen to them. And so it's not all about video games, but it's not like I've forgotten them in any way. No, of course not. But that's awesome that you're doing uh, things outside that realm. So not surprised to hear Borderlands in there, but a little surprised to hear Luigi. I just went through my playlist or my playlist, my, um, the playtime list on on the switch to see i'm like oh how long did it take me to beat luigi's mansion i think it was like right around the 15 hour mark um which i think is the sweet spot doesn't overstay your welcome or anything um mm -hmm. and borderlands i know is on sale i didn't pick it up but we'll talk about maybe why in a little bit later um ada be playing um i'm 45 hours into animal crossing oh my god wow <laughs> Uh, yes. Um, and I had to pull out my switch just to verify that because I thought it was in the forties. Um, and I just needed to, to confirm that for myself. Um, yeah, I'm aside from doing like some, some puzzles, um, I am full on dived into animal crossing and that world. Um, I am thoroughly enjoying my animal crossing experience. Um, I would love the opportunity to visit other inhabited islands, but it seems that my pool of people who are into Animal Crossing is kind of small at this point. Um, 
And then I've, I've also found myself being extremely jealous of people that I see on the internet uh, who have all of these cool items on their islands and in their homes and stuff. And I feel like all of my furniture and clothing are totally subpar. Additionally, um, I have an issue with the Able Sisters. When are they finally going to set up shop so I could start trading designs with people? Because I've been seeing some really pretty um, outfits that I want my, my little uh, resident to wear and I can't get them for her yet until the sisters show up. But I'm thoroughly enjoying my Animal Crossing experience, especially since it's like a retreat into a other like reality where I can socialize with people, even they're, you know, they're the villagers of my island. I'm still like able to socialize in this quarantine world. Yeah. It's, it's a really perfect game to kind of not only have that escape to somewhere that's, I mean, we're, we're getting into spring here, so it's, it's been warmer out, but yeah, it's nice to go somewhere tropical and just listen to the ocean and the, the tunes. I don't know if you've noticed, but the music changes every hour on the hour in the game, which is really cool. So depending on what time you play, if you play at different times, you'll get different music. Um, but you're right. I didn't even think about the whole notion of just like running next door to my neighbor in the game who, um, you know, is a giant chicken now. Um, and, um, you know, just having a weird conversation that lasts all of two seconds, mm-hmm. but like kind of. I have a neighbor that's obsessed with working out. Oh, yes. Work- Hammy. He's just obsessed with it. But yeah, no, I, I double checked as well. I'm at the 35 hour mark, which as. Is, yeah, it's a lot. It's time-consuming for sure. And the answers are on the horizon because I just built their establishment the other day. So they're coming. They're coming. Um, and then you're more than welcome to visit mine in the meantime because unlike you who has a few people that they can play with, I have Ada. And that's it because no one else I know has or plays the game. Um, and so just to, to move on from that because I know the last episode we did, which feels like forever ago, Joe and Kevin were like, Nope, this game is not for me, so uh, we won't linger too much longer on it. But thank you, Ada, for sharing your love of Animal sure. It is a fantastic game if people haven't played it. Um, my review's up on the YouTube channel. Go check it out if you're on the fence, but um, it is fantastic. I've also been doing a little bit of uh, Nino Kuni. I started that on the Switch, which is good. And then um, just to get my JRPG fix. And then, of course, I've been dipping in and out of Call of Duty. It's one of those games I can play remotely with my brother, which is really, really cool. So um, that's just, I, I, I enjoy it. I know it gets a lot of crap from coming out every year, but um, their Warzone edition is really great. Uh, we came in first once. It's, been, it's proven to be some pretty, uh, pretty epic storytelling alongside our adventures with that game. So cool. All right, well, we're all keeping busy, which is excellent. And of course, it should go without saying that Ada and I also teaching remotely has proved that most of our time is spent answering student emails and parent emails and all that jazz. So um, any chance- Teaching remotely is is a bear. I can't compare it to anything else. It's a bear. It's a bear, for sure. It's a bear. Um, So we'll get into a little bit of uh, just some very quick news, uh, I guess, because we have some longer topics that we want to spend some time on. on March 26th, which was a little over a week ago, um, Nintendo just kind of spontaneously launched a, a direct um, without any warning, which I guess is kind of cool. Um, I, I, I like getting the two-day heads up from them traditionally as it just builds some an- anticipation. But, um, you know, I woke up to, hey, there's a direct in an hour. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, they called it a mini direct, despite the fact that it's almost 30 minutes long. Mm-hmm. which uh, 
I also appreciate because 30 minutes and you look at that and go, oh, ton of content. This is going to be great. And I, I walked away with mixed feelings. Um, what, did, what did you guys think about that direct? We'll start with Ada. Um, I, you know, was only kind of captured in a couple of elements. Um, Xenoblade, I have very limited experience with Xenoblade, for example. Um, but based on the, the clips that were given of the game itself, I thought that the graphics looked incredible. Um, and I also uh, liked that if you had previous history or experience with the game, that you could pick kind of like up where you left off and have a, a, this new adventure already and set for you. But if you had no experience like myself, um, you can kind of have this fresh start and not feel like you were um, being left behind on anything. Joe, um, anything that jumped out to you? Ada, we'll get back to you. But Yeah, of course. Uh, honestly, I mean, obviously, Borderlands jumped out. Uh, but it was kind of like not a huge surprise because they weren't really... Like, they've been talking about it, like, in rumors and whatnot. But we've been talking about Borderlands on Switch for, like, a while. My bigger surprise was that it was a collection that we hadn't heard of before and is now... Like doesn't include three, and there's no talk of whether three is coming. Um, other than that, I feel like there was a lot of good info in like a lot of good games coming out, but not a lot that I personally cared about. Like a lot of it was like, oh, I've heard of this game before, but I've never played it, and I don't know like if it really grabs my interest. Um, and then there was the fact that Panzer Dragoon is coming out on that day, but we will not talk anymore about Panzer Dragoon because it's a sore subject with us now. <laughs> Why, wait, why is it a sore subject? Like, I, I thought it was coming out that day, as, you know, they always tend to have, like, and it's available now, which is really cool. I just, this wasn't a title I was excited about. So why, why would they be upset about it? Oh, no, Panzer Dragoon is a sore subject because of Mike now. Oh, why? Because he predicted it just aimlessly and happened to be right. <laughs> All three of us said, it's not going to be Panzer Dragoon, and, and Mike just comes over and goes, yeah, it is, and that was it. And then he was right, and I'm still mad. Oh, I'm sorry. I never played the original on Xbox. I know it was highly regarded. It just kind of seems like a, a pseudo Star Fox on rails kind of thing. And I, I only get so much enjoyment out of those games as like an arcade shooter, not something I would go back and play more than once if it keeps my interest for longer than 15, 20 minutes. So that one. It does look a little boring by like modern game standards. Okay, well, is it, a, is it a remaster or is it a, a sequel? I thought it was a remaster. That's what I gathered from it. I, I have no idea. Say that, and that shows you how little I actually paid attention to it. Um, so you said the Borderlands collection was something that it doesn't already exist? Like this is a new collection? Yeah, because the, you can get the handsome collection now, but that just includes like, you know, outside of Switch. You can get that, but that just includes uh, Borderlands 2 and the pre-sequel where Handsome Jack is part of the actual story, but Handsome Jack is not part of Borderlands 1 at all, so it's not included in the Handsome collection. But this new collection that's coming will include all three of the previous games rather than just those two. Okay, but not Borderlands 3. Yeah, does not include Borderlands 3. It's just 1, 2, and the pre-sequel. Okay, interesting. Um, now, the, the real question, Joe, is, as I, and you've made this comment before, 
are you going to purchase Borderlands on the Switch? It's <laughs> a good question. I can, only, I can only complete these games so many times. Like, I've beaten all of them with every character so many times. That said, uh, if it falls into the right price point, I could be convinced to buy it. Um, I think, I don't know if it was official, but I think we were talking about how it was going to be probably about $50. I think that's, like, I, it's three games, and that's awesome. But I don't know if I could spend... 50 is it really going to be 60 bucks i'm pretty sure it's going to be i haven't checked any of them oh. yet um that kills me wouldn't be- i could spend 30 on that no problem okay i'm i'm just thinking back to the dozens of times that you had said well if borderlands ever comes on the switch i would play through it again and i'm just, now you're saying you won't all right i'm just you know <laughs> i would i would no doubt play through it again at the right price point okay because if there's any any so I have the, I'm, I was looking at my collection. Um, I have the handsome, wait, the, yeah, the handsome, handsome? The handsome collection? Yes, I have the handsome collection on the PlayStation 4. And Joe, we played, was it Borderlands 1 or 2 on Xbox? It was the second one? Yeah. Okay. Um, um, currently, um, pre-order is, I think, $50. Oh, okay. That, that's not as bad. Um, yeah. But if there's any way to get me to play through this game or any game, it's put it on a Nintendo platform. And I don't understand why that is, um, but it tends to work the best. My only concern would be with this particular game is that since it does thrive on being like, you know, a great co-op game, um, Mm -hmm. how well do you think it's going to fare with Nintendo's poor infrastructure uh, involving voice chat? Not great. Yeah. (laughs) Um, you, so here's the thing. You can play the game and not talk to each other. It's just not nearly as fun. Like, yeah. you need to be able to tell everybody, like, hey, I'm going to use this element, or, hey, you, you know, you flank the boss from this side, or, hey, I'm going to this side of the map. You know, you can realistically complete two different missions at the same time as long as you stay on the same map. And me and friends have done that before just to kind of, like, you know, expedite things and speed them up. Right, and but that extra bit of communication just helps our success. Yeah, absolutely. Like you really do need to be talking and it really does help. Um, what sucks is too, Borderlands isn't too great on optimization with, uh, with couch co-op. So I don't know if that's an option on the Switch. It's probably not. But if you were to both try and play together on the same Switch, it's going to, it lags so hard, even on like 360. I was just picturing like four people hanging out in a room just like leisurely playing Borderlands together, like like local wireless. I think yeah. that'd be cool. Like that would be fun. That would be awesome. Um, so all right, we'll see the price point. Also, if how much of it you have to download as well. Um, the Bioshock Collection and XCOM were also part of the 2K Games announcement. Um, mm-hmm. And if you haven't played Bioshock yet, it's a fantastic game. The series is 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 outstanding it's a little disappointing because it's also a game that you can pick up for like 10, 15 bucks on other platforms. Um, so if you have the means to play them elsewhere, it's probably cheaper to play them elsewhere. Um, and then XCOM, I have never played, but I hear it's like the be all end all of, of tactical um, like role playing or not role playing, but like turn-based games. Um, so I'd be very interested in that. What I, what I guess I think is a weird move is that these three games are coming out at the same time. Like, they're all scheduled for a May 29th release. And I'm wondering if that's going to hurt, um, if, the, if sales are going to, like, cannibalize one another, and then it's going to lead to 2K as a whole saying, well, 
uh, our Switch sales weren't that great, so we're not going to put any more games here. I wouldn't particularly be surprised. Uh, 2K doesn't have the highest reputation, so I wouldn't be too surprised about 2K just being like, you know what, we're just going to like shovel this off on the Switch community to make a couple bucks and then say, well, we didn't make any money and that was your fault, so we're not going to invest any more money in, in the Switch. Yes, we call that the electronic arts defense. Because we've got yeah, right. same FIFA for three years in a row now and nothing else. Oh, Just three years? Yeah, I think I bought either 17 or 18. And then or I think it was 18. And then did not get 19 or 20 because it was quite literally the same product with, like, I mean, exact product with, you know, roster updates. And couldn't, couldn't rationalize. It's a fun game, but... It's one of those, I guess, sports games play a little bit better on, on other platforms, um, especially with the visual fidelity. It looks beautiful on the PlayStation. Um, bup, 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 bup. Oh, and those games come out the same day as Xenoblade Chronicles as well, which is a yes, expansive RPG with arguably, uh, I don't know if it's got a bigger fan base, but at least on the Nintendo platform, I think if it's, hey, here's Xenoblade Chronicles, which had a kind of a weird Nintendo history to it, and then all these 2K games. I, I mean, if, if we're looking at $60 a pop, I, it's a tough gamble. It's going to be a busy day on May 29th. Um, we got an Animal Crossing update, a couple other ports in the names of Catherine, uh, which I think is a fantastic puzzle story game. Um, if you're into kind of the like Persona series, it's very, uh, very story-driven. Got some really nice, well-done anime cutscenes. Um, right, but aren't his aren't the puzzles only encompassed in his dreams, and the rest is more story based? Yes, and there are some decisions you have to make. Uh, you go around, you you talk to a lot of characters as well. Um, but the the this version of it, um, the full body, I think is the the title, um, does a really great job of mixing up those puzzles. So if you have played this before, um, I think on the PlayStation Three or, or Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty when it first came out, or the remaster. Um, on PS4, there's there's a few new puzzle elements that kind of shake it up a little bit. Um, it can be punishingly difficult, I will say that, but it's definitely, um, if you're in the story-driven games, it's really, really good. It uses the same engine. Actually, I think it may have created the engine that's used in the Persona games. Um, so it's got a very similar artistic style, which, which looks really great. Um, Ring Fit Adventure had a new addition. And I don't know about you guys, but with all this time inside, I've actually been trying to track down a copy of this game. It is sold out everywhere, as is the Nintendo Switch. And of course, scalpers are trying to capitalize. So I think it's been averaging around $220 on like Amazon and eBay, which is a pretty big markup for an $80 game. Um, but that new edition looked cool. Um, Bravely, Bravely Default 2 has a demo that came out. Um, I didn't have a chance to play it yet. I've been making a point to not play demos um, until the game actually comes out. So that way, if I do like it, I can run out and buy it. I don't know if that game was on anyone's radar. Um, mm -mm. But I know the next one on my list is, Ada, tell us a little bit about your impression of Clubhouse games. Um, well, as someone who absolutely loves Game Night with Friends, I thought that... Um, that this game was kind of like right up my alley, um, especially with this whole social distancing thing and kind of keeping yourself in quarantine. I thought that this would give people an opportunity to still have gay night in some capacity. Um, I know it's only up to four players, um, but I thought that 
there was a plethora of games that were available that offer online capabilities and some of them, um, you know, can kind of make up for the fact that like Mario Party and Monopoly, et cetera, are just lacking. Um, and sometimes I just want to play cards and this provides me the outlet to do so. And I really love that there was traditional games that are more familiar to me. And then there was international ones that have been around for like centuries, um, which I thought was pretty, pretty cool. And I thought that this was um, a great opportunity to capitalize on um, people that are missing their friends and spending time with them and doing fun things like game night. Like I've seen things on, on social media about people trying to do game night with cards for humanity, cards against humanity and, and stuff over like video chats. And it's just not as successful. And I think that this would probably help unite people. Yes. Joe and I are going to try and play Scott Pilgrim, the card game on webcam. Cause it's, <laughs> um, yes, clubhouse games, 51 games comes out in June. Um, and I think it's considered like a budget title. I think it's listed at thirty nine ninety nine. This was actually a series that yeah. came out on the DS um, a long time ago. I think I had it for the DS. At least I remember it when I was working at my game store. Um, and it, it it reminded me of something that had popped up on the Wii, the original Wii, many many years ago. That was kind of like a, a different set of carnival games and party games and stuff like that. But it was again like a nineteen dollar game. Right. So like, I think this could definitely be a, one of those, all right, for 40 bucks, that's not bad. And if like, you know, half the games out of 51 end up being a lot of fun or something you play, I think there's, there's mm -hmm. definitely value to be found there. Um, and you made a really good point. Um, something like this kind of fills the gap with some of the multiplayer offerings that have gotten a little stale. And you mentioned Mario Party just kind of running the well dry as far as having limited options for characters and maps um or board uh, like you know boards i guess i, I yeah. i'm sure we would see some dlc for that especially because in our direct they also dedicated some time to the game arms which was a title I um in 2017 it was within the launch year i don't remember which month but i think it was one of their hey we're gonna have a big title coming out you know every month for the next like seven months and that was one of them and it was one of the few games like if you go back and look at the reviews i put up on the youtube channel there there's only a small handful of games that i didn't really kind of talk positively about and that was one of them a lot of them um and so from an from an intellectual property standpoint i think it's visually interesting and i think it's really cool and i think i just i want to like it more than i really do um but i i didn't i felt it was kind of shallow in what it offered and so i was a little surprised to kind of see that resurface um joe i don't know if you've spent any time with this game at all they are offering a free play weekend i believe now when we're recording this so if you're listening it might be over by then, so I apologize. But I don't know if this was a series you even gave a shot to. I played the demo, and it was one of those things where, like, I played the demo. I'm good. I don't need to play anymore, you know? like Exactly. It, it, was, it was fun for, like, the small amount of time. But, like, I, I think you could play online for that demo. Um, it might have even been before it came out, if I remember correctly. But I remember going online, and, like, I beat the first person I played against. And I'm like, this is great i'm so pumped up and then i went into the next round and got annihilated and i'm like all right well that was disheartening and i did three more rounds and just got virtually bludgeoned into the ground like you know what i don't want to play this anymore it's fine but it wasn't like all that entertaining for me to really think i wanted to spend the money on it anyway like that demo i guess 
did its purpose. Like, hey, I know I don't want the game now, so I didn't buy it. Yeah, no, I, yeah, it served that purpose, I guess, opposite to their uh, wishes. Um, but and it's it's possible they're just doing it as a tether too. I, I'm wondering if they're working on uh, like a sequel to it. Um, but also because they then announced that the first character in the Fighter Pack Two for Super Smash Brothers is coming from Arms, and so. I think that's going to be a great addition personally, just to see that fighter outside in a fighting game that might is definitely better than what arms was. <laughs> they didn't say specifically which character, but um, I think the timing of that's a little weird. I just, I figured they would have picked a more iconic character to kind of kick off the, the second pass there. I'm sure Kevin. They also might be in denial, you know, in denial about which characters and which games are awesome. Uh, well, I don't know if any company would be in denial. It sold well. Like, I think it sold over a million copies, which is fairly impressive given it's a new IP. Um, so I don't know. I don't know which character is going to come and probably the one that has arms and that would be the most descriptive as I can be. Um, best part is in like, I don't know, five years or so in, you know, maybe when there's a new Super Smash Brothers or something, people are going to ask about this character and go, what game is this character from? And kids are going to go from Super Smash Brothers because no one's going to care about ARMS anymore. I mean, it did sell over a million copies. It says by September 2018, it sold 2.1 million copies in, you know, roughly a year and a quarter, which is good. respectable. But when did those sales fall off? Like, did it hit 2.1 million and then just stop selling? Because I can, I can imagine that. Oh, probably. Maybe this is just a way to kind of get it in the conversation, knowing that... Uh maybe knowing and not maliciously, but all right, Hey, people are home and let's make this game free to play for a couple of days. It'll give people something to do. And it is a game that you do physically have to like use the joy con as for motion controls. So like, it's a little bit more active than just slouching down and playing the game itself. But you know, and a lot of companies are doing that. I think Ubisoft said some of their games are going to be free. Um, not BioWare. Wait, BioWare. Who who did the the Star Wars game? The most recent one. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, that's right. Star Wars did release a uh, a game for free. I forget. Um, the which Je one? The Jedi. I don't know what it's called. I played it. For I don't follow Star Wars. Yeah. Well, anyway, they they. That's a Mike category. Yeah. Is a Mike. Yeah. Category. He would know. Also, just put something up on Twitter that was basically like, "Hey, we you know you're home. Here's a bunch of codes," and they just kind of started tweeting out like download codes. Now they, of course, went super quickly, but um, like that was a really cool thing to do. So maybe Nintendo is just trying to get this game back in the conversation as something to uh, to do for when people are home or stuck at home. Um, who knows? Uh, Pokemon rounded out the direct, and I understand that we're missing some other things there. Um, I tried to hit the highlights. I was a little disappointed at the end when they were like, we've got one more announcement. And I was like, <gasps> and then it, then it was nothing. And I was like, I, I wish I cared more, but I fell off that game pretty hard once I got through like the main story there. So um, DLC looks great, but uh, I wait and see for me. Um, Anything else before we move on, folks, about the last or the last direct? Uh, I liked Good Job. Good Job seemed to be something that I would do in between uh, Animal Crossing uh, to kind of give my brain a break from from that. Um, I liked the whole idea of little challenges and puzzles um, to move up the you know proverbial ladder. Um, I thought that was kind of cute. 
Yeah, no, the art style looked great. It's like a physics-esque based puzzler. I think Kevin did download it. I haven't heard if he liked it or not, but that one was one of those that jumped out to me too. And um, Right, it was really simplistic in design and function. Yeah, but it looked pretty and it looked fun and it looked silly. Um, I just think it was... So, oh, 20 bucks. I don't need it right this second. Um, right. I don't, I don't feel committed to, to buying it. I was just going off of first impressions. Like I'm, I'm definitely the type of gamer and this is where animal crossing kind of falls for me. Um, sometimes I want to accomplish something. I want that sense of accomplishment. And I feel like this game would give that to me versus, um, animal crossing like takes a day for a bridge to be built or another day for a room on my house to be built. Like I, I feel like, a getting that feeling of accomplishment takes some time in animal crossing. Whereas this kind of would hand it to me on a silver platter that same night. Gotcha. So it would, it would definitely be a nice balancing act for me. Right. And that's one of the joys in animal crossing is that it is absolutely both a primary game and a supplemental game at the same time. So it fits in around pretty much everything. Um, so Joe, I know you've been a little quiet, but now's your time to shine because there were some specs that had come out about some next gen consoles um, and I figured I'd give you the floor to uh, discuss some of those highlights and what you think that means for the industry and where that puts Nintendo. And then we're going to get into our, uh, well, we don't really have a formal question, but I did figure we would take some time to uh, putz around with some hypotheticals. So Joe, if you want to start getting into some of those next gen consoles, take it away. Sure. Uh so obviously uh xbox series x with the really weird name uh, on the ps5 they finally announced their specs um it seemed to a lot of people not just me that like microsoft and sony were kind of playing chicken with who would give out the next bit of information first i'm like is it going to be microsoft that gives the specs it's going to be sony and it was microsoft they lost the game of chicken um yeah but i think they won the pr game there they they absolutely did and it's kind of sony's fault because Microsoft went out and said, like, here's everything we're doing. This is how cool this thing looks. Here's how awesome it's going to be. And then Sony's conference was like, well, we have this many compute units and we're using this kind of solid state drive. And anybody who doesn't really look for this stuff just kind of went, oh, that's cool. It's, it's a computer, you know? So it confused a lot of people. Um, and realistically, uh, people put too much stock into specs anyway because on paper the the new xbox blows the ps5 away like it it beats it in so many places um you know it, it's probably going to be along the same lines in uh like processor power because they're both going to be custom amd processors uh and graphics cards but when it comes down to it i mean they both have 16 gigs of ram i believe um but uh the xbox is like a much more powerful processor in the amount of compute units that it has and everybody's you know at first it was well this is way better than the ps5 but the more you think about it and if you listen to a lot of other like experts in the industry are saying that you really have to wait until you compare one to the other because even though there's they're uh the xbox is more powerful uh, again on paper um it, it doesn't mean that it's going to balance the load of what it has to do better so if if you try and stretch it, um, you know, uh, loading a world across all of those compute units, if you try and stretch it across all, I think it's 52 in the Xbox, something like that, um, it might end up being slower than the PS5 who only has to stretch it across like 32 or 35, something like that. So it's more about efficiency than it is about direct speed. Um, realistically, these 
devices, you know, these, these um, are going to be so strong right now that you're not going to notice. You're not going to realize they're just so powerful that it doesn't really matter. They can do so much now and they can do so much more than the last console generation could. So who really cares? Um, the, I think honestly, the biggest thing to note out of all of it is, uh, the PS5 is going to have a custom solid state drive that is, it's based off of PCI express 4.0, but it's still modified because Sony can't do anything without modifying like their hardware or whatever, you know, like could they use an SD card? Sorry, what was that, Tom? So they do like their proprietary storage, whether it was for the PlayStation or for their electronics. I mean, I remember having like that, like a Sony camcorder. You were just like, well, you're screwed unless you want to pay astronomical pricing for small storage spaces because you need the specialty side. You know, it was a pain in the ass. Yeah, you had to have their their memory stick, I think it was, which was like easily twice the price of a standard SD card. It was insane. Right, but, but it had their label on it. So, of course, it was more. Exactly. And it really, I don't think it did anything all that much better than, than standard SD did. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but supposedly this new solid state will be better. Um, they're saying that it will be compatible. Like, if you want to swap it out for a solid state drive later, you can. But not everyone will be compatible because it's, you know, based off of a custom Sony one. And right now... There's no PCI Express 4.0 uh, drives out there. Like, they're not even available. So there's nothing to buy at the moment, but you probably shouldn't need to replace it within the first, like, year or two anyway. So hopefully that's, like, the trade-off that you make. But the big thing to note right now is that these consoles are really powerful. You can get a lot more performance out of them than you're going to get out of almost any gaming PC right now especially within the price range, whatever it's going to be, you're still going to get better than a high-end gaming PC, as much as it pains me to say that. But that kind of happens with every console generation. You know, they come out, and within a year, they optimize them. The games are probably better than you can get on PC. And then everything comes to PC, all those prices drop, and then it's more efficient and more... It's just better cost-wise to go with a PC. But it doesn't mean that these consoles aren't worth it. No, yeah, and that's. I think now this generation more than ever, they're taking the, um, hey, we're going to use components that aren't available to the general public yet, and that way we're much further ahead when we launch with a retail product, um, which is very different than the Nintendo approach. We're going to take components that are readily available now and create something that we can do affordably, and you know will work well with most of, you know, uh, whatever's whatever's available, and whatever's out there. This, this seems to me PlayStation and Microsoft are um, saying, screw it, we're going to just catapult past everything in place now. And so when everything does catch up, it's not that immediate, you know, within a year PCs are, you know, on par and then moving ahead. It's, they might, you know, it might be a, a longer than that before PCs even catch up. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's going to take a little bit of time for PCs to catch up. Um, and then even more so for the prices to really fall into a range where it's worth it. Um, and I think, though, that's somewhere where Xbox is really going to have an advantage because they're saying in the first year, I think, or at the very least at launch, there's going to be no Xbox console exclusives. And I think the point that a lot of people are missing is they're thinking, oh, well, there's no games that I can only play on Xbox. and But that doesn't mean you can play those games on PS5 when they come out. 
Like it's because Microsoft owns a ton of studios now. So they're not going to make these games and say, well, we're going to make them for Xbox and PS5. What's happening is they're making them for Xbox and you can play them on Windows as well. Right. And I think that's actually going to be a huge win in its own way because now, hey, I don't have the money for however expensive this new console is going to be to play it at the highest fidelity, but I can play it on my gaming PC, which can almost meet it there. And I don't have to spend any money, any extra money right now. I can just buy this brand new generation game and play it on my, you know, previous generation PC. Okay. Um, interesting. Yeah, I, I think the 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 one thing that always comes up console wise is is the exclusives, and we've seen that that has been oh no, Bayoshi has been blurring a little bit over the last you know few years where there are fewer and fewer console exclusives. Um, especially from Microsoft. I mean, I'm trying to think, like outside of Gears of War. I mean, do they? And I guess Ori, but like I, I can't think of any really big exclusives. Ah, uh, Forza, Halo Five, um, Halo. Okay, all right. Now, so there's some, but I guess like, and if I took some time to think about it, I'm sure I can come up with them. The fact that they're not immediately popping out, like that so, says something. Says something about where they prioritize some of that stuff. Um, so I don't know. That's, that's usually what they say. Exclusives drives, drive console sales, right? If you want to play X game, it's only available on X system. Do you think that, I don't know if that's going to matter much going forward. Probably not, honestly. I mean, especially with, uh, with X cloud, I think the big thing isn't so much that like, what console can you play your game on? It's where can you play your game? And Microsoft's new thing is you can play it anywhere. You can play it on our new console um, to an extent, they haven't said what yet, but to some extent, you can play it on um, some games on the Xbox One, and then you can play it on PC, and then you can play it on your, you know, your Android phone now. Uh, you can play it probably on a, a tablet in the future. Like you can play pretty much everywhere. And I think, um, judging just even in Microsoft's other uh, other sectors, that's what they're going for. Like it doesn't matter what you use our services on. We just want you to be able to use our services everywhere right gotcha okay interesting stuff we'll see uh how some of this information over the next few months trickle out as i believe microsoft and sony were pegging this holiday season for the launch of their consoles um but obviously with everything in the in our current state you know we're noticing some game delays i can only imagine that we're starting to get announcements and it's going to impact hardware um as well and uh you know, if that pushes it outside of the traditional, you know, October, November launch window for big consoles, if that makes it next year. So we'll see, because that means if they are going to launch next year, we're probably not going to get much information until a little bit later as well. Um, so we'll see. I think it's, it's, everything's a lot more interesting with what's going on in the world for sure. Um, especially if you take the perspective that, oh, who cares when Xbox comes out? Because it'll come out eventually. It's, it's just, I guess kind of fun to watch from the sidelines and see how everyone adjusts and, uh, you know, makes changes to stuff. But, um, yeah. Sony has said that it's not being delayed. Um, at, you know, at the moment, as of now, they're saying that it's not being delayed, but realistically, why would you announce that until you have to like, un until like, you know, like there's no possible way we can get away from it. They're not going to say that because it's just bad PR and it's a bad stock move as well. Well, and that's, yeah, I, I I think it's easier to say we're, we're on course, we're on course, we're on course, 
oh, nope, all of a sudden our projections are wrong and we're not. I mean, I think that's probably just the best way to go about it. If they say now, all right, it's not coming out this year definitively, if things get better and then they're able to, oh, shoot, maybe we can launch it all of a sudden. But there's, there's so many moving parts there, right? It's not even just the, the production. It's, it's, um, you know, it's the shipping. It's, it's the marketing. It's the, there's so much extra stuff that, that kind of people just expect it to show up on a store shelf. But all the parts beyond the actual hardware itself that need to be in a, the best position to, to push that as a product need to be in place too. So. Um, I mean, I'm st- we're starting starting to finally see like commercial advertisements on television and radio shift now to kind of reflect what's going on, you know, globally. And yeah. so, um, you know, that's that's it took like a few weeks for that to catch up, right? So now all of a sudden we've got these car commercials that are, you know, basically a, a rehash of old footage with you know some voiceover or even just some text. Um, because marketing teams need, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff there and um, we'll see what happens with that. I don't know if I'm a day one buyer of either of those platforms or consoles, especially where the price might be, but um, give it time and it'll be on my shelf. I'm sure. <laughs> I just don't know which one. Yes, I do. Sorry, Joe. I got to go with Sony just because I like their stuff. Well, with any luck in the future, we'll have uh, like actual, Crossplay, and then it won't matter, and I can sit in front of my nice PC and and you know wallop you on on PS5. Ah. He hates crossplay. Okay, um, so let's uh let's get into um, I think I'm gonna nix the last little section of our run of show just in the interest of time. I don't know how long it's been because I forgot to set a timer. Uh, uh, about an hour. Has it been an hour? Yeah. I thought it's been forty minutes. It's almost an hour. We're really bad at this. Yeah. Yeah, we are. That's very. Okay. True. I don't mind talking to you guys. Oh. We'll, we'll save our little uh, ranking assignment for another Next day. Time. As I have a feeling our uh, quarantine is going to last a little bit longer. So hopefully we can redo this at the end of April and uh, revisit this topic. But um, there were some rumors that came out. Um, recently about a plethora of Mario games that are going to be coming to the Switch in the back half of the year. Um, Some of those remastered, and there was a hint of one new Paper Mario game that is is supposedly being developed uh, in line with some of the, you know, original Paper Mario games. That's a series that is fantastic, but kind of lost its way over the last two but definitely the last one, as I look at my Wii U shelf and go, ugh, Color Splash was very pretty, but not a, not a fun game. Um, so my question to you folks would be, all right, if you can pick any Mario game that you want to come to the Switch, but in doing so, it means a Mario game gets wiped from existence which would you choose? And I'm going to say mainline only. All right. So like as much as I love it, I wouldn't, I can pick like Mario golf and yes, Mario golf. I would love on switch. Um, 2d or 3d doesn't really matter. So you're basically, you're, you're picking one and killing one. So 
Ada's laughing, which I'm hoping means that she's got a response ready to go. So we'll go to Ada first, and we're going to give Joe some time to think and myself some time to think. So Ada, plead your case. I don't, I don't think this falls in line with what you're asking. I really, really don't think that this is going to uh, – hands down, I'm killing Mario too. Like, Super Mario Brothers 2 is gone in my world. My least favorite Mario game ever. That was the original um, – the first episode of Press Start Mike and I did was Super Mario Brothers 2, based off Doki Doki Panic. Yes. All right. And was not ever a fan of it. And I remember playing um, Super Mario All-Stars on, like, Super Nintendo and just absolutely hating it. Um, okay, you're totally going to make fun of me for this once we're done filming and recording. Um, but I would love to – yeah, and again, this is where I don't think that it fits in your little – category of main of mainlining i would love to see a resurrection of mario paint wow okay yeah really? i i was a big fan of that on the super nintendo and um i would love to have a mario outlet for creativity i mean i remember composing music and creating animations and i thought it was the absolute best thing in the entire world. Um, and it still encompassed, you know, all things Mario that I found near and dear to my heart, but it, it allowed those creative elements. So I would kill Mario 2 to bring in Mario Paint. Interesting. Okay. I remember I remember parts of that game, but I don't remember much of it. I remember my friend had it and he had told me that he composed all the music that was probably like already there when you bought the game. Like like, there was a couple of things, but you did get to make stuff. Like I remember, like composing stuff into it. It was really cool. The time doing that, but like there's like a Mario jingle, and he was like, "Oh, I made that," and I was like, "Oh, that's so cool." Um, and then of course I remember the fly swatting part. But other than that, I don't have many memories from that. Yeah, an interesting fix on the Switch. It's got a touch screen. Maybe you can do some stuff there. Yeah. Huh. All right. Mario Two's dead. Um, mm -hmm. Joe. So. For okay, I think you you know which one that I would kill because we had talked about this, I, and because I don't remember, I'm sorry. It's uh, was I think it's the new Super Mario Brothers two, on DS. Oh, okay, yes, that yes, we have talked horribly boring one. It just had like two different powers, and that was it for the entire game. I think I beat it in like a day and a half, yeah. and I was like, I, I returned it like. I've never finished a game so quickly and disliked it so much. It was like, I will definitely never play this again. And I need to get rid of it. it. It was that bad. Like, I don't even want this on my shelf. Yeah, so I, I... And I didn't even finish it. I just said, uh, I know I opened this, but could I return it? And they were like, okay. All right, so that was an easy one to, to knock off. I will now have to think of another one so I don't repeat that answer. <laughs> it re I mean, I think it'd be justified for you to say that one again because it was pretty terrible. But for one to be uh, to be redone, I I don't know why I really think I want Mario Sunshine. It just seems like it would be like now's the time for Mario Sunshine. It would go really well on the Switch. Um, you know, it, it works both handheld and and on TV. I just think it would be a good game to redo. And they haven't like they always have like a different gimmick with the Mario games, but like they did Mario Galaxy two, and so we got that gimmick twice. But we didn't get the the you know jetpack thing twice, and I really think we need that. His name is. If I'm not mistaken, that is on the rumor mill. It is on the rumor mill that is coming back as a remastered version. Um, it's also an interesting choice because 
it's the it, I think it's one of the few Mario games, and I don't want to misspeak here. Um, it's one of the few Mario games that, as it stands right now in 2020, it can only be played on a GameCube. It's it has been on no other platforms, right? So while we've gotten like Mario 64 on a whole bunch of stuff, um, not so with Mario Sunshine. So now is the time. I have the uh, Mario Sunshine at a special like chunky yellow GameCube controller that just had like the smoothest shoulder buttons and it's in storage, but I still have it. And it's just, it was, it was nice. It was a good game and a good controller. That I, I think my pre-order bonus at Toys R Us was a uh, Mario Sunshine beach towel. And um, I was really excited. Oh. Yes. A beach towel. And I don't, I certainly don't have it anymore, but I kind of wish I did since I go to the beach now. Um, all right. Well, now you put me in a really awkward position. I no. I I vaguely remember uh, Sunshine. Isn't that like where we kind of don't necessarily have to focus on saving Peach in this one? Like you do have to save her, but it's not like the main focus of the story. You're more cleaning all the paint off of the world and like right. jumping into and out of different universes and stuff. Right. I I don't know. After a while, you're tired of saving the damn girl. Like, come on. Put on your big girl pants and let's go. You do it yourself. <laughs> well, it's so the thing with Mario is that every game is a little reiterative. So like, you know, Mario, Super Mario World was is probably one of my favorite Mario games of all time. And yes. it, it takes everything that Super Mario Brothers 3 did and just does it better and makes it look prettier. So oh, yeah. Super or uh, Mario Sunshine was the GameCube's. Hey, we're gonna take everything in Mario sixty four and make it way better. Try to make it prettier. A few times they fell a little short, because um, I I did enjoy that game, but I remember the camera being a little frustrating and um, some of the flood mechanics I was less than thrilled about. But I some of the two D levels in that game were were like when you actually don't have the flood backpack were some of the most intense. I would love that would be of course an inst- anything Mario's insta buy, but um, all right, if I can't kill off new Super Mario Brothers 2, which was on the 3DS. Yeah, cool. you can double kill it, I, by all means. No, no, I want to try and diversify a little bit. Um, dang, that, that, I don't want to have a cop-out answer now either, because I feel like the next one up for me on the bottom of the list would be the new Super Mario Brothers Wii U. Like it's, oh, I didn't like that one either. Um, like the original DS New Super Mario Brothers game is really good because at the time it was like this is a flagship title for their uh, handheld, and those level design is really smart and the power ups are kind of cool. But like I just I'm kind of sick of that style of Mario game. Um, so I guess I would kill off New Super Mario Brothers U. And I would. Okay, that's fair. Oh, man, this is again this is a tough one because I feel like. What do you bring back? So I'm I'm to the switch. I'm torn between um, Mario Galaxy Two and um, Mario 3D World for the Wii U. Um, both those games are excellent. One kind of has a more isometric type thing to it, but. Um, yeah, you know what? I maybe I got to go Super Mario Galaxy two. I think that's the one I would love to come see Switch or come to Switch. The first one was amazing, and the second one just kind of took everything that was fantastic about that game and made it better. And Yoshi, and it was just it was so much fun to play. 
uh, I would love for that game. If they, if they came out and said, hey, we're doing a two-pack of Galaxy and Galaxy 2, money's on the right table. And I think that would be awesome. I would love to see Mario 64 on the Switch, too. So, I don't know. I don't think you can have a bad Mario game. But um, there are some, at least less than favorable ones. Yeah. But that's going to be a conversation for another day, as we did plan to go through some of those and discuss and fight and argue over where we would rank them. Um, we already know what number one is, so we can skip to number two. That's true. We did collectively just kind of all agree unanimously that Super Mario World, Mario World. is the best Mario game. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're out there and you disagree with our number one, tune in for the next episode. I would love to hear it. Where we'll, uh, we'll go through the rest of that list and try and rank those Mario games. But we'll fight you on World because it's... <laughs> um, so I guess let's, uh, let's start to wrap up here now. Does anyone have anything good for, you know, for the good of the order or any other closing comments, things we should look out for, things we should know, things we should uh, say or do? Good. I don't know. I think we covered most of the stuff that's really yeah, been going we, on. We were pretty thorough with this one. So yeah. I think we're good. Cool. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone out there who is watching on our YouTube channel and listening on our podcast. Um, if there are podcast services out there that aren't getting this and you prefer them, um, please let me know. We've been working really hard to make sure that they're available on, uh, on iTunes and through the Google Play and Spotify and uh, Podbean and, and a few other ones. But um, thank you for listening. Thank you for checking out what we do and hanging with us and spending some time with us in this quarantine time. Check out our other videos and stuff on YouTube and um, we will see you next time. So until then, be happy, be healthy, take care of yourselves, take care of others, and uh, we'll see you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.